Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm thinking of things that I just can't abide, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Christopher Speller. Luke Aaron Moore's here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Edward. And Pete Diggory Donaldson's here. <laughs> Edward. <laughs> Never remember your middle name, no, Jim. No, you don't. <laughs> it's so odd. This is an odd trope. You've gone already. Edward. Jedward, Jedward Campbell. Yep. How can we forget? Been Jimmy. best mates for 30 years. Jeez. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, it's that time again where we meet each other and talk about Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dearie me. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was last week, was it, when we were saying, oh, I think we're, have we been harsh on Mourinho? Uh, and <laughs> we, were, we were talking about the late title put it, to put it in perspective, put it in perspective, I um, spent a good hour or so yesterday trying to find Man United fans on Twitter who were trying to put a brave face on it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't find many. I, yeah. Most I, of them, I, most I, of them have gone to ground, Pete. I, I had to watch that for work. What a dreadful yeah. football. Yeah. People dragging their shots all over the place. Mm. I know it was a bit rainy, but... I mean, it's Manchester. And if it rains, and if there's one thing, it was really rainy, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, when they flew, when they crossed over to was it Andy Hinchcliffe outside the Etihad, mm. you could hardly hear him. The rain oh, was pounding yeah. on the umbrella. <laughs> Mar- but- well, Mourinho was uh, had a had a pen out when uh, just as um, West Brom scored their goal. Mourinho yeah. got his pen out. I thought, I hope that's one of those Fisher Space pens that oh, can yeah. write underwater mm. and, and upside down. Presumably, Mourinho was saying on this piece of well, I wasn't saying anything. He was writing on this piece of paper. Why isn't Lukaku scored against his old team yeah, yeah, in exactly. a crunch game? It's Narrative. a trope. It's a trope. Narrative, West Brom mate. do the job over Man United, don't they? <laughs> I mean, they, they, they are. I, I did sort of hurriedly look at the table and think 
no way can West Brom stay up. And, and no, no, I don't no. think they can. Um, <laughs> which, which makes it all the funnier. Really? <laughs> well, I, I just, they, they, they get rid of Pardew and then, and then they get a draw and then a win at Old Trafford. I mean, what earth did they not do this yeah. a few weeks or, or a few games? Did you, did you see, um, I've, I've actually misplaced the tweet, but someone tweeted us saying, um, have you seen this quote from one of the players? It might have been James McLean, who said, and I'm paraphrasing it because I can't find the actual quote. It's something like, yeah, it's really nice because now we actually know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Well, they they yeah. all spoke, talked up Darren Moore a lot, didn't they? So it was a lovely fellow, Darren Moore. Yeah. yeah, but more than that, that he was actually really clear in his instructions and was just, you know, he got them all sort of on the same page. And I, I think Ben Foster was saying as well that it pretty much echoed the sentiment of James McLean. It's like, yeah, we've got more of an idea what we're doing now. It's a bit <laughs> late, but, you know. Yeah, which Darren... just makes the whole thing so shambolic that Pardew was, was a dead man walking for, for many, many months. And one win in total in the league. Exactly, yeah. I think that the, the, the last time they got a, a point under Pardew was on the 20th of January. Points under Pardew. <laughs> that's, his new, that's his new job as a game show. Yeah. yeah, we only need one hand to, <laughs> to, to, to yeah. do that. But um, it was. It, it just seems ridiculous. And all the players are coming out. How on earth did... Well, the, the board got sacked, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, how on earth nobody thought to do this anyway? Do you know... Um, it's Dar- not the big story. Dar- was it? Was it... In the Sky graphics where they use Darren Moore's face, yes. he's like dressed in like sort of managerial clothes. It was a suit, good, wasn't he? It was a suit. Like, had he looked they very super, proud. Had they superimposed his head on someone else's body? <laughs> Possibly. Or has he just got no neck? I'm confused. Yeah, it, it might well be. Yeah. When I was at Sky, Marcus, you might remember this. When I worked at Sky, there was a call for certain people to go and have their... Um, themselves filmed right yeah, yeah so yeah. then they could to do the walk remember they used to do the walk towards camera bit yeah, yeah. Sports, I remember have, they released have, the Pardew green screen footage and just everybody used that for a couple of seasons that's right for, yeah. for humorous but, viral but I, I think for at least a period of time they weren't using the actual players bodies yeah, the same way they don't use that right. The same yeah. way they don't use um, football players for the cutaway shots in football adverts, adverts and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I used to play uh, with the Francesco Totti stunt double. Did you? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> had the hair and everything. Yeah. He was magnificent. But I was uh, before I forget. I was just going to say about Darren Moore that his nickname when he played at Portsmouth was uh, Bovril. Because as soon as he got the ball at the back, everyone was literally like, get your hand on your ball real, because this is coming in the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've mentioned that yeah. before. That's a yeah. lovely one. I yeah. wanted to talk of the terrace with him, and he was a very sweet man. He's lovely, yeah. isn't he? he as, always comes as well, Van Reef. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All us moors are lovely, Pete. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, but it's a great win for West Brom, and yes, they're... they're Odds on to go down, of course, that doesn't really change. But but a, a win at Old Trafford, no matter what your situation is, never boring. Marcus, I almost feel like West Brom aren't the real story in this result. <laughs> <laughs> they, got a, they got a five all against United once. Are yeah, Alex Ferguson's last game. A Lukaku well, hat-trick. They've, they've got points recently at Old Trafford, lest we forget. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, maybe it isn't a big deal for West Brom fans. Is the big story Jay Rodriguez yeah, suddenly yeah, coming into not? form and giving yeah. Gareth Southgate a headache? Yeah, yeah giving Marcus, him something to think about. The only person giving Gareth Southgate a headache is you, repeatedly. But, <laughs> I'll talk about Newcastle in a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Just try to do the uh, maths with aviation fuel. Yeah. We haven't got enough. Yeah. We haven't got enough fuel to lift this off the ground. Yeah. Marcus, <laughs> the... can't even fill the tank. <laughs> There's a player in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's dead from fuel inhalation. Why, why is Scott Parker in here? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even... <laughs> um, uh, the, the, I think you're right, though, by the way, on the West Brom thing. I think they've gone through the se- type of season they've had. I think they've all been very, very calm and happy because they thought, you know what, we're playing at Man United at Old Trafford in April. <laughs> yeah. That's a win. That's a gimme. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely three points. Yeah. Does anyone realise Ben Foster was 35? No, I didn't. No, what a save he made. What a save it was. Another great clean sheet at uh, Old Trafford for him. Yeah. His former, <laughs> his former Stomping Grammy. He, did, he didn't get any as a player for, for United. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, he might, he, he might he have done. He maybe he did, yeah. yeah. Um, so there we are. But yes, Manchester United, they've handed Manchester City the title. Well, that's 
see it, isn't it? I mean, last week it looked like Jose Mourinho had finally at least got, you know, taken some of the shine off of off of City's win and yeah. his personal battle with Pep Guardiola, which mm-hmm. they might deny, but we all we all know is there. And he, he's just completely balls it up. Like he's 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 taken he's put the shine back on. Was it him? That, I mean, he's picked a decent side. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean he you know. said you know he could smell a bad performance coming and suggested that his players get let some the air freshener. Maybe yeah. he said let, the players let their their win against Manchester City go to their heads. He also mm. said that he also said they were way too complicated in everything they did. Mm. And it wasn't simple enough. Apparently, and he said, "I believe in myself, but I don't play." Yeah, but but I mean, you, but that, but that gives you coach. Doot, doot. Yeah, <laughs> that gives you an insight into Mourinho because uh, well, he might put himself on that he may well do. <laughs> well, we saw him in that uh, charity game that he's quite a handy goalkeeper, but no, uh, he isn't, Marcus. No, I, I don't know why you keep saying <laughs> but, this, uh, Peter, Peter. Your argument would be that's the last position they need to worry. You're about. You're in the pocket, why of big Jose. <laughs> yeah, Marcus. Pete actually fancies himself as a keeper as well. He always wanted to go and goal, <laughs> and that's hurt him there. Yeah, yeah that has. Um, I, I think with Mourinho the weekend didn't let any in so. did you really I knew yeah. you'd go, you yeah, always yeah. go and go when clean you play Pete. Well done, <laughs> clean yeah. Pete another um. clean Pete under your belt <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's, when he says I believe in myself but I don't play that you know a few journalists I think Jonathan Wilson certainly says that you know the, the, the press conference after the game and, and the chat before the game that's when Mourinho is trying to influence everything and he yeah. hasn't uh, been well, a professional well he can't because he literally what? handed them the title no sure yeah. but that's that's almost him playing if you see what I mean oh, and I he's, won the press conference <laughs> <laughs> he regularly Regularly wins that, yeah. uh, but it's it is a damning result for Manchester United because after the confidence they got from Manchester City, the win there, mm. and then reportedly that they were playing their music really loud in the dressing room all and all that, that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. Uh, and, and then suddenly this happens. It just it just torpedoes what happened at the Etihad. It's, it's ridiculous. It really does. But again, it's kind of Shakespearean, isn't it? Like it looked for a long time because City were leading by so many points that we weren't going to get the kind of. Jose Pep ding dong that we've been hoping for, but it's all kind of happened at the end in a very, um, very, very weird way. In a different kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of Mourinho the way he was when he was chatting after? I mean, we've mentioned a few comments and, and quotes there, but he was slightly. I don't. He wasn't particularly prickly as as we've as we've seen him before. He, he was sop and wet, fed up. <laughs> just looked like he just wanted to get out of the press conference. It's like, mm. yeah, of it, and we all know what's happened. There's not really much to say. He kept yeah. saying no dramas. Love there, that. Nothing, no dramas. There's nothing he can say really. And and, and mm. it, 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 to be balanced about it for a second, he did. He did say he did stop. I think it was Patrick Davison of Sky Sport. He did stop him by saying, "Look, Man City haven't won the title because we lost at home to West Brom. They won the title because they've got." this amount of points and, and it would be disrespectful for us to say that so if it happened the other which way around fair. I wouldn't like that which is absolutely fair mm. but the, the problem is when you see this type of thing you know you want Man- well, you, West Brom would really get anywhere and it's a great story for them to win at Old Trafford of course but if Man United win they keep the title race the, a little bit alive yeah. you know, there's still something to talk mm. about and, and all the rest of it but it's so underwhelming when that type of result happens not only because of the game itself but because you know, it's never great, and we've been doing the show for years and years, and seen many Premier League teams be crowned. It's not great when they're not doing it on the pitch. It's, it yeah. It feels so underwhelming. Well, bear, bearing in mind that if Man City weren't as good as they are, that team that lost to West Brom would have won the title. <laughs> it was second, yeah, maybe like, yeah. the second that, best team in yeah. that manner. Yeah. In that manner, it kind of goes back to what we were saying last week, though, because um, this is a step forward for Man United. It doesn't look like one because of you know the City have finished so far above them, and also the manner in which it's happened has been a bit meek. But they've already got 71 points, which is more than they've had 
uh, even at the end of a season in the post-Ferguson era. Mm-hmm. So, so much depends now on whether Jose's third season syndrome happens again and it all So they've falls improved apart. as well. They have improved, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but the thing is, the danger with Man United that everyone was worried about, uh, Man United fans, well, exclusively, I suppose, was that they would just continue to slide and become another mm. club in the, in the pack rather than, you know, the jewel in yeah. the crown of the Premier League. And this puts them closer to being competitive again, you would think. Yeah, and, and that's an, in, an important thing to say. And, and the game itself, West Brom, it wasn't a smash and grab job. They they had chances mm. and and from from the outset they, they they from the off they had chances. Do you think though we talk about Mourinho deflecting attention away from players onto himself, which players sometimes like when they're playing under him because he takes the the spotlight off them a bit, so players can kind of be just get on with their with their duties and whatnot. But we've just talked about Mourinho there in the context of this West Brom game. He's picked a good side. He 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 picked a side that won at the Etihad last week. We haven't singled out any players for not mm. scoring or not doing their defensive jobs and so on and so forth. Or Matic, do you, for example. Do you, so do yeah. you think that, that Mourinho kind of, all right, I'll take it all upon me, it backfires in moments like this, which is why he sometimes then has to almost dig out his own players. And, and, yeah. and at times like this, he almost has to say, well, hang on, you, you're putting the focus on me. Well, actually, some of my players, and sometimes we think, oh, blimey, Mourinho, you shouldn't dig out your players. But then I suppose from his point of view, his tactics backfire slightly in, in, in that sense. I get, I get the feeling that a proper like, coachy manager who comes in after Jose Mourinho is going to inherit a hell of a squad. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, he just can't seem to get the best out of his, his footballers. And like he can complain about it all he wants. But fundamentally, yeah, they're not delivering on the pitch. They are playing within themselves. They are overcomplicating things. It's your job to sort it out, though. You yeah. know? <clears throat> do you That's think, true. No do you think uh, you know, as has happened a few times, or a couple of times at least in recent history, do you think if Mourinho leaves, then it's, it's Rafa's turn to come in and clean <laughs> it up? How dare you? <laughs> no, right, okay. Not today. He's <laughs> <laughs> been very effusive on WhatsApp about Rafa not, this weekend. Uh, but, not but we on must, his birthday. We, that's true. We must talk about Manchester City. They, they put Tottenham to the sword at Wembley. And we needed to see Vincent Company, Big Vinny, in a pub <laughs> celebrating. Ah. Because we didn't get the the moment, and the, I feel very passionately about this. Mm. That I want to see a team experience that moment when they've won the league yeah. on the pitch, because you know it's like a cup final. Of, yeah, yeah it's, it's, when they sink to their knees and celebrate, and yeah. then and then the trophy comes out and they'll parade it around. Well, especially after such a you know it's been such a good team and such a sort of impressive style in which they've won it, and then you know you just it's a picture of Vincent Company in a pub, which is brilliant, yeah. and we're all for. I, I think Stones might have been in there. I think as well. he was, yeah, in yeah. the foreground. Is that right? The, yeah, yeah. The, the only the only time that's been good, and obviously I'm slightly biased here, is when Chelsea beat Spurs to give Leicester the title because you, Jamie Vardy was literally having a party. Yeah, and it was oh, that was, know, fun. It was it was there was a lot of yeah. weird narrative think, there. But generally, yeah, but we just I wanted agree. Leicester to get over the Absolutely. line. Yeah, yeah. Think, thinking about it, John Stones might have been in that pub for about two months. I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that they'd won the league. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it was amazing. Well, I they think did it in, spilling every fourth. They pint. did it in emphatic <laughs> yeah. fashion because Spurs are a, a very good side, as we know. But my goodness, Manchester United, uh, Manchester City uh, made them look second. They best. did. They really did. It was impressive. They were by far the best team uh, on on the day and and uh, throughout the season. And, and I think we have to recalibrate a little bit because the, the manner in which City have gone out of the Champions League and have been beaten, having been two goals ahead. Um, against United 3-2 we talked about it on this show Marcus I think you said look it's in danger of the the season petering out a little bit now of course that sounds ridiculous when you realise they're 16 points clear ahead of the Premier Mm. League but we're so used to that that we're so used to them steamrolling everything and and, and we've talked in the context of how many trophies are they not not are they going to win the Premier League because that's patently ridiculous because they obviously are we've been talking in terms like how many trophies are they going to win yes. is this the greatest Premier League team ever and 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 Hinchcliffe um, just to go back to him on Sky Sports at the weekend now I understand there's probably a bit of bias there he said um, this City team would beat 
the best Man United team of the 90s, which is, I think is a big shout at this yeah, stage. I agree. Um, but, are, but of course, they are a fantastic team, by far and away the best team in the Premier League, and they're going to get better next season. I, I said earlier this season that you know one thing that Guardiola has done as well is he seems to have lowered the, the sort of average age of the squad as well. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing serious to suggest they're not going to be better next season. So even if... Um, what we're talking about um, in terms of a, a post Mourinho Man United, which won't probably won't come next season, although it might, um, they've still got a lot to do. They've, they've got 16 points to make up already, mm-hmm. and if you if you uh, uh, you know you know what it's like when a team gets a Premier League title under their belt, the confidence that brings, the you know the um, the, the quality they've got, it's going to be very very hard for any team to deal with them. Mm. Yeah, well, I, we've spoken so many times about how difficult it is to retain the Premier League and leagues in general but Guardiola's made a habit of that hasn't he, he as you say with him lowering the average age of the squad and also Benjamin Mendy to come back as well which, oh, is, yeah. which is amazing I, I quite um, like the role he's fulfilling at the moment I love it social media he'll do. chief executive but he can do both I'm sure Yeah, um, he, did, he did say that on Twitter he said oh, I'm back in training now I'll be back for, for next uh, for, for in a few weeks or whatever but don't worry I'll still be tweeting <laughs> <laughs> and, then he did hashtag and shuffling sh- hashtag yeah. shark team I yeah, love, right, I love yeah. shark team so much <laughs> but yeah, he, um, generally though Guardiola does build for that doesn't he he plans for for teams that um you know they go through phases that are perhaps three seasons rather than one and this is exactly why he's bringing that age down I think it'd be interesting to see if he can do that in the premier league because we've seen before that it's so difficult well the inertia that creeps in almost mm. subconsciously is very tough yeah um, but, but he seems sort of you know well, he's made more a manager, ready for that than he's anyone. made a manager your career out of winning mm. premier, uh, winning titles so what i find interesting what, what, what pep Guardiola does is that at the start of the season for the first i don't know 12 to 15 games, whatever it was. Raheem Sterling was one of their crucial players, scoring a lot of goals and making a lot of assists. And then he was taken out of the team for a little bit. Bernardo Silva didn't get much of a chance at the start of the season. Now he's he's a, a reasonably regular feature in, in the side. A player like David Silva's been, been there throughout, and obviously Kevin De Bruyne. But there are um, a few players which Guardiola will say, right, you're, you're kind of one of our main players and then take them out for a bit yeah. and I think that kind of might that may well stop inertia because that player obviously they'll get a rest so they'll get the benefits of that but they will be taken out and that player will be thinking I want to get back in there and they'll mm. see what a great time it happened with Bernardo Silva as well of course. exactly yeah. he started out the team came well, in yeah, for I a just said, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and so I think <clears throat> you know th- th- they see what's happening on the pitch and they think well I want to bloody well get back in there that looks like a yeah. lovely old time you know and the, and the spirit that Guardiola has, has fostered at that club you know players this is the thing about Guardiola players will look at that and go oh, I'd love to play for him yes Manchester City huge mm. club they play big wages uh, pay big wages and uh, the infrastructure is there and so on uh, but say at Manchester United I think players would probably think I'd like to play at Manchester United it's a great club whereas at Manchester City at the moment that is that is that will come to pass soon enough but it's about Guardiola mm. that rotation is also a very smart thing in terms of the pressure that's uh, that's external you know if Paul mm. Pogba gets dropped it's a massive story there's yeah. no one in the City team like that because Guardiola is so open about this policy yes and um the, the, the result they had at Wembley at the weekend was really, really positive. Obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a great win for them. The last time Spurs lost in the league was, I think, in the middle of December, yeah. and that was against Man City. Mm. So, it, clearly, to go there to that to that um, home ground that they've made their own Spurs and, and to beat them <clears throat> quite quite handily, really. I mean, there was that one um, decision, wasn't there, when City were one up and the, and the penalty was given, which looked mm-hmm. like it might have been just outside yeah. the area, and that kills you because three or four minutes after they've already scored yeah. you go 2-0 that was a brilliant penalty yeah. by the way yeah. Yeah. off the post yeah. they Beautiful. were hard done by there yeah that, 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 that was probably a little bit harsh but other than that City were, were the best team in, uh, on the day and, and, and so they mm. richly deserved it but 
yeah, it's no disgrace for Spurs. They, they've they're going to be in top four again this season. They've had this transitional period going to a, a, an unfamiliar stadium, still in the FA Cup. Uh-huh. Essentially, got two home home games if they win the semi. Yeah. Um. So there still could be something for them to shout about coming the end of the season. But really, it's been all about Man City this year. And and because, as I said earlier, last few weeks has been a little bit tepid by them mm-hmm. by their own standards. But we shouldn't forget that they've been you know far and away the best team in in the league. I, I don't know the last time that a team won the Premier League by this amount. Of Amount of points. I don't, I don't know last time it happened, but yeah. it's certainly not been for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Talking to teams still in the FA Cup, um, Southampton, they were beaten by Chelsea. And mm. the, the folded arms of Mark Hughes spoke volumes when the third goal went in. It's gutting for them. It really gutting. is gutting because... Is that a sign that no one's getting a handshake? <laughs> I did. No, he got, I love them so much. No, he, did, he did dish one out. Oh, good. He, he dished one out to Conte. Conte, seemed, Conte seems like the type of character who would do that properly, though. Mm. He's quite sort of tough Quickly, and stern. Firm yeah. harm shake. Yeah. Uh, handshake. Harm shake? Firm harm shake. Yeah. <laughs> um, hand, hand firm shake. I think that would, even if they'd have just got a point, you know, to, to kind of hold on there, but... That is so gutting, as you say. And you look at Southampton now, and 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 they're on twenty eight points. I mean, Swansea City in front of them on thirty three. There's five games left, and and Southampton, the remaining fixtures: Leicester away, Bournemouth at home, Everton away, Swansea away, Man City at home. I mean, it's not terrible, but there are one or two fixtures in there you think yeah, they're probably not going to pick up anything there. I mean, in in some respects, much better from Southampton, certainly for the first hour. But when Chelsea turned it on. Then the, the 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 difference between the sides yeah. really really showed, and it's no, in one sense, it's no disgrace losing to Chelsea. But when you're two 0 up and you're desperately needing points, and you, you it's the worst way, it's the yeah. worst way it can happen for you because if you match Chelsea you know, blow for blow and you concede and lose one nil or whatever, that's not it is bad, but it's not as bad as being two goals ahead because Southampton's problem across two managers this season has been their game management. I mean, they've not been able to react under the previous manager uh, when teams have changed things up against them. And well, that's what Mark Hughes said, didn't he? Well, it's, it's the case, but it's been the case before Hughes came along. But but the point I was just going to finish off on, on this Chelsea game was that if you're tuning up in the Premier League, mm. okay, I understand Chelsea are a good team, but they've not been without their problems. Chelsea, you have to manage the game. You have to change how you're going to approach it. You have to be mature enough to understand you're now going to do a different job, um, and you have and you have to do things properly. Uh, look out when Chelsea went three ahead, uh, a goal ahead, and they went three two up in the game. Look how well they controlled the possession for the last three or four minutes. If you watch that back, they just they were just relentless into the corner, putting it back, winning the throwing, all that kind of stuff. Southampton aren't able to manage the game in any way. I don't know why. I don't know why a new manager coming and hasn't changed that for them. But they showed really good stuff in parts against Arsenal as well and mm. came away from that with nothing. So, of course, when they were coming into these two games, well, it's actually three games because the West Ham game, you're thinking they've got to get something there and they were battered. They, battered. Yeah. they, were, they were by far the worst team. They go and they look at the Arsenal Chelsea game and go, "Well, we're not really expected to get anything out of these two games. What do we always say on this show? Don't have a terrible time of it and don't get hammered." Right? We you go two up against Chelsea and lose three two. That's yeah. as bad as getting beaten five nil. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. when when the first Chelsea goal went in and 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 echoing what you said there, Mark Hughes said his side is poor when understanding what's required in the immediate minutes following a goal or when momentum changes. There was five minutes between Giroud's opening goal and then and Hazard's equaliser. Hazard was left alone, unmarked in the box. He had time to have a touch and then put it in the roof of the net. And you think, that's what he's talking about there. Absolutely. You can't let a player like that. Well, they're too passive, Southampton. We said it about them all season. They can't set an agenda. You get the impression that football is happening to them rather than it being yeah. something yeah. that they are taking part in. Still nice to see Giroud having a good time, Jim. Oh, God, I knew it could never last. 
<laughs> I think with the system they play, with William and Hazard just behind a striker, I think Giroud, Giroud will clearly, based on what happened at the weekend, Giroud looks a better bet than Morata. Well, Giroud's link-up play has always been superb. He does a lot of sort of little tricks and flicks, but they are always for a purpose, and they, they very often come off. He's a very, very underrated player, and I think you're right with those players behind him. It's really ironic you said that, because before he came on, Chelsea were doing a lot of flicks and tricks and stepovers mm. that were a waste of time. And that's yeah. what, and it's part of the reason they ended up being two goals behind. They were so airy-fairy, it was unbelievable. Um, and obviously they, they got given a rocket and they had that sort of, almost a Liverpool in the Champions League final-esque eight or nine minutes where it was mm. bang, bang, bang. And Southampton didn't know what happened to them. They couldn't deal with it at all. Mm. And they had no chance of getting back in the game after that. Just before we go to a break, we've got to mention uh, Mike Dean. Mm. Um, who should have sent off Alonso, Marcus Alonso. Yeah. And Matt Letizier was scathing oh. in his assessment of Mike Dean. He, he, he posted, if he wasn't quite so arrogant, he'd probably be embarrassed about missing a tackle like this. I think, Ooh. I think, he has a bin for a heart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, obviously, I, I enjoyed everything about that game, but, um, <laughs> and, and, and I was no need to say that, but is if, there? But, but I do, th- but, I, but I do think if you're employed by the, the, the approved broadcaster for the Premier League. You got to be a bit careful. Mm. You can't. He, he, he also said on Twitter. Um, he was. He did go a little bit too far. He said, can, "Is there a worse referee in the country than Mike Dean?" Mm. He's obviously so upset about it because he's Southampton through and through. We understand that. You got. I mean, am I being out of order here to no. say you've got to have a bit of professionalism? I think about you it? do. And Mark Hughes said something about, "Well, no wonder he didn't specifically say English referees, but it was massively implied that, well, no wonder they're not going to the World Cup because there are going to be no English referees at the World." Well, Cup. that's not why though. The reason that's not happening is because Mark Clattenburg's uh, retired and early and gone to get money elsewhere. Yeah, that's why it's happening. That's uh, Mark Clattenburg would be going to the would World you, Cup. But do you not think FIFA were thinking we could have an English? Re- Hang on. Yeah. No, we're not having Mike Dean here. No, no they should take on. Dean. They yeah, should Mike take Dean him. at a World Cup. No, I yeah. think they should. Possibly. But, but FIFA will be upstaged. Marcus, but, yeah, but what? put him in the England squad. I'll yeah, tell you what, <laughs> get him on that jerry in training. We've got our squad and we've brought our own referee. Yeah. He won't give us any decisions. <laughs> I mean, I think Mike Dean could finally make the World Cup into the global event it's always you know, threatened to be. <laughs> now, he's waiting for 48 teams. That's what he's, he's waiting for. An, exactly. At the moment, the World Cup's not big enough for him. Mike Dean yeah. is the exact PR boost the, the FIFA World Cup needs. <laughs> <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about Crystal Palace and Newcastle after this. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. I better go to the cash point and get some money if I've got any money left. Ah, oh, Channel 4's Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Channel 4 now, Pete. The joke's on you, Whoa. pal. joke's on Peter. Well, Peter, what jokes have you got? Because it's time for correspondence with you. The joke's never on me. Um, we've only actually got one email, is it? Because all of the other emails have been covered, uh, squared away by Jez McLean. Uh, oh, really? Slagging off Alan Party. Ah, <laughs> I had about right. three or four of them. So we, got, you, we got a lot to get through today, so yeah, that's all right. Thank you, everyone, who uh, got in touch. Uh, Jamie Ferguson, just a quick one. Uh, I've recently caught up with all my podcasts. Uh, and I've uh, been particularly bored at work, so I've delved into the archives um, of the God, I hate Ramble. these ones. I hate these ones. Yeah. <laughs> Why was it James McLean stuff? <laughs> while, listening, while listening to Ramble history, I've gone back to 2010. There have been some great views from yourselves on the oh, beautiful game. No some examples uh, include uh, Luke's claim that Adam Johnson is the uh, future of England football. Awkward. Marcus saying that Maradona could become a world class manager. Uh, Jim's. I love well, that. No, no, no. Yeah. World Cup manager. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was right. Yeah. Jim's. I mean, if you're at the World Cup, you're a world class manager, exactly. aren't you? Yeah. 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 Mick yeah. McCarthy would agree with you. Yeah. Jim's very brief infatuation with Maron Shamak and Pete's constant <laughs> barrage on the lack of managerial skills of Rafa Benitez while at Liverpool. <laughs> It was a long time ago. We've all grown. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been Real Madrid manager for a season, so it's yeah. fine. I've got, I've got I quite like The only thing I've been accused of is not being able to successfully predict a man turning out to be a paedophile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not, Which, I've, al- I've always said that was a shortcoming. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I think we've all got off lightly there. Yeah. yeah. Shamak. I, think... I mean, yeah. we, return of Shamak and his hair and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. He started very well. Yeah. I mean, for about literally about six games, he was very good for Arsenal. <laughs> and you'd have him at centre-back now. <laughs> speaking of, speaking With that heading of, ability. Speaking yeah. of uh, sexy men. Uh, like he's, not, he's not that sexy. No, no Nemanja Over to Nemanja, Marcus. Nemanja Vidic. Uh, he's an underrated sexy mm, man. Specimen. <laughs> he, got, he got the, a bit mm, of the old uh, blue steel, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. beautiful eyes. And uh, uh, Thierry's uh, hair, uh, beard oil. That yeah, was so that sparkly, wasn't it? My wife called me into the Oof. living room and said, have you seen this? Is, it, is this a thing now? Why don't <laughs> you thing? use it? Yeah. Would Glitter you get involved oil. in that, Luke? Probably just, he's probably got diamonds in his beard because he's the greatest human being to ever live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, how much hair do you reckon he's got now? Because he bicks the fuck out of that. On his head? <laughs> yeah, on his head. Oh, it's it's yeah. heavily receding, definitely. No, oh. yeah, but I'd like to see him try and grow it out. I've never seen him with hair, I don't think. Oh, it's been a while. I, I mean, he, I think his hair was receding... In his playing career. Did he have yeah. hair in 1998? I don't think he did, did he? I think he might have done then, but even he then it was a, very short. J- right. But just like Terry, he made a decision really early. Yeah, was, <laughs> He always makes a decision, curled it in the top right corner, where's my hair gone? Who, yeah. who knows? But he's got a knows? very nicely shaped head, and that's yeah, why it does. looks mm. well. That's that's good. I, I think when we all grow old, though, we'd like a good head of hair like Roy Hodgson. Yes, very much. Good mm. link, Marcus. Well done, mate. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. 
If you want to get in touch with the show, shortthefootballramble.com. If you want to get in touch with the Marcus Speller, Roy Hodgson loving. Yeah. Uh, the whole show's been building up to this moment, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a win. Mm. What a flipping win for Crystal Palace. Uh, a huge win. And Wilfred Zahar showed his importance once again. Mm. Now, I like this because Palace, they went at them in the early stages. And, and really... That ultimately won them the game. That that, uh, that that those early goals. I mean, obviously Brighton did peg them back, but that, but that's what was really the difference. And it was a few Brighton missed chances. It was the polar opposite to the return game or the previous game because that was nil mm. nil and it was absolutely dreadful. I remember sitting through mm. it and thinking, God, this is terrible. But um, whenever you get a load of goals in the first half, you never get any in the second half. Yeah. No, I know. It, it, it's, it's almost like the teams make a mutual pact to not keep up the intensity. Yeah, <laughs> apart from sometimes when you do. <laughs> very yeah, rarely. We're like um, when um, Germany beat Brazil famously, of course. Mm. Oh yeah, that was yeah, but that was very one-sided. Yeah, well, I'm saying help. I would have rather this end up sort of 5-4 or something. Yeah. Oh, we all would. We all would. But 3-2 still. It was a good uh, game. Did you hear on the commentary and I I did I did look this up on it. It does appear to be true that um, Wilfred Zahara started all but 10 Premier League games this season mm. and the 10 he hasn't started they've lost every single one of them. <laughs> that's right <laughs> he, he is so crucial for them. I, I love Zahara because he always looks surprised he does I mean, always yeah. I think it might just be the shape of his face I think I think it's it's uh, he he's a brilliant player I mean mm. the the trickery and the skill but but the difference is like I'm sure Palace fans would, would say you know go to watch them week in week out that he'll probably try a few tricks and they, they don't pull off but a lot of the times, what he does is effective. You know, I mean, that's obviously shown by his goals there. But he's, I don't know whether it's, it, 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 is it Hodgson that's done this maybe, or just his own awareness of, of growing up in, in the football world. But he looks a little bit more functional as well as the um, as the, the, the flair type play. I mean, look at that header he scored. Getting on the end of that, was it was a has great Ho- goal. Has yeah. Hodgson done this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has Hodgson done this? Right, is very, this Roy's doing? He's a direct player playing in a simple but but he's also he's also he's a wire player by trade, but mm. he's played a lot through the middle this season. Yes, and what you sometimes get with wire players, uh, criticism that's levelled them all the time, is that they don't consistently take responsibility. Mm. It's the easiest thing in the world to to not tuck in when you haven't got the ball, to not work back, to get yourself out with chalk on your boots, and not really take responsibility. But Zaha takes responsibility. He carries the ball really mm. well. He he makes the right decision more often than not for a player of that type. And as Crystal Palace fans may disagree with me, I think they'd have a brass neck to disagree with me because he's by far their best player. <laughs> and essentially the sole reason they're going to stay in the Premier League this season, he's, he's been able to play um, in a, a sort of variety of different positions as well here and there. Um, you could arguably say that he is the most important player to a team in the Premier League. So, certainly in the, easily in the bottom half. Milivojevic might not agree with you. He's important as well, but what I'm saying is, if, you, I know what you, if mean. you take if you take Mo Salah out of Liverpool yeah. or Kevin De Bruyne out of City or Kane Mark Noble out of West Ham, Kane out of Spurs, they've still got loads of other really <laughs> yeah, good players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with respect to Palace, Zahar is by far and away their best player. Now I understand Milivojevic has been really important for them, scored about 400 really important penalties, yeah. and missed a really key one. I know, no, shame, but he uh, controls that the way he plays. He provides a platform. I mean, obviously not just him, the rest of the side, but he controls that midfield. Sure. But he, but you say he chips in with goals he creates. He's, he's, a, he's a really... Um, but I'm saying Zaha's brilliant. I'm not saying Milivojevic isn't Sure, brilliant. OK, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're both brilliant. Yeah. Both <laughs> players are brilliant for Palace. So, so, uh, Bright- so Brighton have got a stinking uh, run. Well, it's terrible, yeah, I mean, isn't it? I mean, Brighton, they have 35 points. Now, Palace have 34, and there's, some teams down there have played uh, a game less than, than Palace. But you would expect them to, to start. They have, they have a, a, a more preferable run-in. But Brighton, as, as you say, I mean, just to remind everybody... Um, they've got Spurs, they've got Burnley away, they've got Man United, Man City and Liverpool. Exactly, <laughs> yes. They're, they're I mean, awful. They're, they're, that is awful. 
They are essentially hoping that the other sides below yeah. them don't get results. I mean, Huddersfield got a brilliant win. Did I hear a Man City in, um, sorry, Man United in that uh, list? Yeah, home, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man United home's fine. Yeah, fine. That'll be all right. That'll That's the three right. points they'll be targeting to keep uh, them in the Premier League. Uh, Genuinely, it, given how bad Southampton are, though, they might be fine if they lose all of those games. Well, I mean, Southampton... Man United are, Marcus, is just a very generous team. They're just dishing out things that mean things to <laughs> other people. I mean, you dish out three points to Brighton so they stay in the Premier League. Thanks very much, Man United. Again, yeah. no problem. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at the time of recording, uh, West Ham haven't played Stoke City. Uh, but, you know, the, the, at most, Stoke would be on 30 points. I mean, mm. Brighton, you, you would think at 35 points at this stage. I mean, Southampton, they've got five games left. You know, you sort of guesswork now. But you would expect a one win from Brighton. That would do it, I think. But Zaha said himself, quite boldly, we just need one more win. And I thought, well, that would take them up to 37 points. You'd think that they would get a win. I'm but... enjoying this from him and from David Wagner. Just, ah, it'll be fine. There's a newfound confidence. I, I think 37 is going to keep them in the Premier League. There's, no, I mean, there's a five-point gap already. Mm. And um, you know, I understand a couple of the teams below Palace have got a game extra to play. But the point is, as we said over and over again, these teams down there, they don't win games. No. That's why they're down there. So I'm not, I'm not worried that Stoke have got a game in hand. I mean, if there's any team that you want to be unworried about them having a game in hand, Stoke would be up there. <laughs> so the reason these teams, these teams need to progress at a points-per-game ratio far in excess of what they've done so far this season to trouble a team um, like Palace and West Ham, assuming they pick up at least one more win between them. Yes. Only Stoke, three teams can be relegated. You've got to remember yeah, that. You have to remember. Stoke are away to West Ham, so they are going to get Arnautovic. It's just going to happen. It's very, yeah. very true. I'd, I'd very much like to relegate seven teams this season. There's been some dreadful <laughs> stuff. Oh, Newcastle oh. straight yeah. in the top half and he starts giving it over oh, 40 points. Top, just, ten, top, yeah, ten, relegate, top, ten. Relegate the bottom half. Here, yeah? <laughs> Specifically today, though. Today. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Hey, Rafa said he couldn't have dreamt getting over 40 points with five games left. A top half finishes on the cards. Four, four wins in a row. It is remarkable. It considering is remarkable. what was going on. Well, what is still going on, but what was... Everton are next. To be put to the side, five in a row, thank you very much. Sam Allardyce against his old side. I saw some really emo Everton fans on Twitter this weekend saying it's the worst they can remember at Everton, based on the expectation they had, I suppose. But Pete, the pressing um, question I've got for you here isn't about John Joe Shelby. It just won't go away, (laughs) will it? It won't go away. This England talk, presumably. Yeah, exactly. I I was particularly... Hang on a minute, it wasn't about John Joe Shelby. I'm not finished. My question was going to be, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, why does it repeatedly say flannels around the pitch at St James's Park? Oh, Oh, I don't know, yeah. They've got... Oh, I don't know. Show at thefootballramble.com if you do know. Flannels. Flannels. If you're some sort of insult to Sunderland fans, some (laughs) kind of coded thing. If you're the uh, market executive for flannels, Mm. let us know. Mm. Yeah, there we are. Um, great win for Newcastle, though. It's an excellent win. I mean, against Arsenal those Arsenals. Dreadful. Yeah, um, but they were. Must, there. What is Mustafi nowadays? Oh, God. Why must Arsene Wenger ruin players? I, I think. <laughs> yeah, Mustafi Why seems must to he do have, that? Mustafi seems to have based his entire game around Per Mertesacker's turning circle, which is not, <laughs> you know, not something you should look at and want to, you know, do yourself, is it really? Um, it, it's interesting because it's, you know, as you say, you say, oh, Arsenal were dreadful. At first half, I thought. Actually played fairly well. The heads didn't drop when when Newcastle scored, mm. um, which has been a huge sign of Arsenal uh-huh. on the road. But then they just and then they only lost two one. Exactly, only lost two one. I'm so numb to it now. <laughs> you, 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 you having nothing to play for is quite in, quite you, you know, basically quite said, enjoyable in a in way. The first be rubbish. Half, it doesn't matter. In the first half, Arsenal did okay. Right, they went yeah. in at one all. It's Kyozy <laughs> Perez, the predictable it's hero, scored. Yeah. And then in the second half, by Brighton and Huddersfield. <laughs> yeah. So Mustafi though, Mustafi made exactly the same mistake. Um, Can you use his full name, please, Jim? 
Skodron Mustafi. Tried to force a move to Inter when he didn't fancy it and cost £35 million Skodron Mustafi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, who, according to Gary Neville, Valencia couldn't give him away, then Arsenal came along and bid £30 million. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean that's Gary Neville he was there yeah. so, so no it, it was 35 right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> bid, 30, bid 30 million to, put it up put it up before they re- reply Make I mean sure the, get him. the big question is of course that can Arsenal keep 6th place and keep Burnley in 7th can they hold off Burnley well, if I can just finish that point about Mustafi it's that he okay. made exactly the same mistake against Perez that he did against Shane Long the week before uh, so mm. it's just you know it, it, just not learning just and really basic responsibilities just being left to other people. And Pete's point is 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 really pretty accurate about um we, we can we don't want to hit on Which hate, point was that? hate on Wenger too much. Well, I'm going to tell you oh, the, the the point about Wenger sort of you know not okay, you said ruining players, but you have to understand Mustafi started his career at Arsenal very well. I mean mm. they they went through a period of, of of a lot of games unbeaten with him starting. I think he broke the record at the time. And he's just gone backwards since yeah, then. Yeah, he looks yeah. compl- he is completely bereft Because now. there will be no consequences for, for that, for him making those really, really basic errors two games in a row. And he, he, know, he knows that. We've, we've been that. We've been through this so many times, etc. I mean, you know, I'm sure in that podcast where I was banging on about Shamak, we probably touched on this about three weeks later, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so I, Burnley absolutely can catch Arsenal now. That's the thing. You feel like, you know... That's mad, it's it's the it? away form, isn't it? It's the away form. Still got to go to Old Trafford, which it would be hilarious if Arsenal won there. But, they um, won't. Yeah, well, that's it. There's, there's, the away form just haven't picked up a point in 2018 on the road. Yeah, it's the only team that's in mad. the country to do that. Mm. Yeah. Um, or should, not do that. <laughs> Sorry, do, 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 I, on, I think on, I think it's the first time we finished a game with uh, finished a game in the Premier League at home with uh, an Islam and a Mohammed. Is that right? But no, Jesus Gomez. Oh, oh that's a shame. He, no, was, he was the previous. Could day. have been. Could have been all of them. That would have been brilliant. Um, right, I've been very patient. John Joe Shelby. Yeah, you have been patient. To be fair, um, you've only crowbarred him in once. In, in, many, <laughs> in many ways, it's the. It's the it's, it's the, I was going to say, in many ways, it's a perfect game for, for, for Shelby, where he gets a lot of time to do what he wants. But El Nenny was actually quite good in Europe and, yeah. and was all over the place. Yeah, he didn't seem to be able to apply himself to Shelby in, um, in, mm. in this game. But he, he played well, Shelby. I think, but I, he, he, he's, he's, not, he's not someone you can rely upon. That's the problem. I think, I think the problem is that Southgate... Well, not the problem. I think the thing is Southgate has his system. He's been working on that for probably about a year now with England or maybe slightly but, less but also, I say, it's, not just, it's not just about Southgate Pete sorry it's, 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 a, it's about you have to understand what's expected of a player like Shelby at a club like Newcastle with respect to them it, Newcastle aren't expected to, to perform and win every single game mm. Benitez specifically targets games he thinks he's going to win of course. and Shelby stands out in some of those games but when he goes to a club like Liverpool I understand he's a lot more mature now a lot more experienced but when he goes to a club like Liverpool the scrutiny is too much. For no, I, I, no I, I, I do think um, he's an excellent performer going forward. But as I said, if you watch him, even against Arsenal, when you know there were players, it would be very easy to put a foot in and some challenges, and he just backs off and backs off yeah. most of the time. Has he and benefited he from Mo Diame's improved? Uh, well, exactly. That, well. That's that's the thing. We're getting performances out of people like Paul Dummett, uh, performances like Mo Diame, and that's where uh, Rafa's uh, managerial skills yeah. come in because he's turned Mo Diame into an absolute plodder of a footballer into one of the most hardest working players on the pitch. I think he ran more than every other Newcastle player, which is which he should do in that position. But yeah. he's a he, he was a bit of a lolloping mess when he first started. There was he would always come in late. He would mm. always kind of like... But Pete, there was slow. talk that Benitez got him a personal trainer yeah. to work on his fitness. Yeah. And that's, it seems to have paid dividends. And Massively. that's going to help Shelby, isn't it? I think if, if the World Cup was in a year's time and Shelby had another season under Benitez, because Benitez 
you know, he does like his tactics and, and his strategies and so on. And if Shelby could show another season of following that, then maybe. But I think the problem for Shelby is that Southgate has his system. He has a way of playing. And I don't think Shelby necessarily fits into that. And, and as you say, it's probably become, because it wasn't that long ago at Bournemouth when Newcastle drew to all and people were suggesting that Shelby was a little bit out of position and blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he was included in the squad, but I, I don't think he's featuring heavily I would in Southgate's I would be massively shocked if he was included in the squad. Yeah, it should okay. be a wasted place. He'd never get used. There we are. Yeah, it's true. He wouldn't play. Uh, let's move on to the championship, gentlemen. Wolves beat Birmingham 2-0 to take them a step closer to the top, but the game promotion. So it's yeah. a big old party down at Molyneux. They're back. Yeah. And, uh, and relegation, it loom, well, when I say looms for Birmingham, they're not in the relegation. It's another so. seat. Well, at least they're without Red Redknapp's uh, yeah. legacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they might be okay. They were actually, I mean, the start of the game against Wolves, I watched a good part of it. They were, they were a little bit unlucky at the start. John Ruddy made an amazing double save. Yeah. It was one of the double saves of the season. Class. Birmingham had a man sent off. They did. And that was an unfortunate situation because um, Morrison made that error and Harley Dean had to, had to just stop the striker. And, and the referee, I mean, the referee could have used a bit of leniency yeah. to give him a yellow. He was quite far out. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously he gave him a red. But on the Wolves thing, they deserve an immense amount of credit for being promoted. They've been fantastic. I'm not a huge fan of this arrangement they've got with Georgie Mendes. Neither is the mm. Premier League or some of the clubs. There, there is a little concern, isn't right. there? Right, but but you know, Wolves are you know they're a big club, and and it'll be good to see them back in the Premier League. Uh, it's for others to work out whether they've they've done um, what they've done is is fine, and and the the other Premier League clubs will accept it. I'm sure they will. Um, they're they're a big club, and it's good to see them back in the Premier League. I think. Yeah, and Cardiff are in second because Fulham, oh, they were pegged back by Brentford in the 94th minute. Brentford equalised, and that's really helped Warnock. That really has. Cardiff now back in pole position for that automatic promotion place because they would be gutted. They would be... Um, I think I think Fulham and Cardiff, the reason why that battle... Well, there's the obvious reason because it's an automatic place. But Cardiff, haven't been, having been in the automatic places for so long, if they drop down into the playoffs just at the end, it's hard, it'd be hard that would be really hard for them to pick themselves up. Fulham, after the run they've gone on, for them to be just in the playoffs, again, might be a difficult one. And often we see the team who finishes third don't go up. Well, Fulham so are away to Millwall next. That was a really well, tough game because they've been excellent. Millwall are in six. I mean, considering the... the off-field stuff and where they were going to end up playing football and so on with Millwall, uh, they've had a remarkable season. They're very much in the playoff fight and uh, and, and so well done to them. Also, Ryan Sessegnon absolutely swept the board in the uh, EFL Awards, didn't he? Yeah. He well, won you... um, Championship Player of the Season, Young Player of the Year. Well, he's um, he's just a brilliant player. Best Apprentice of the Year. It's an interesting yeah. season. It's an interesting <laughs> one for, yeah, uh, for, for Fulham because if they don't go up, you might think that Sessegnon certainly would move on. Well, he said maybe, he wants to play Premier League football, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, maybe Tom Kearney. Would Mitrovic fancy staying around? You know, really, they would lose some crucial players. Even the manager, Jukanovic, who could operate in the Premier League. Yeah, they're in yeah. a moment. They've got to try and make the most of it. Certainly, yeah. certainly. Right, we're going to talk about the Scottish Cup, ladies and gentlemen, after this. Muy rápido, muy, muy, like a Ferrari. The preview show, ladies and gentlemen, sponsored by Bet365, is happening this Thursday. How did our courageous better get on, Luke? I've kept pretty quiet up till now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter went, mm. went 2-0 up. But Edward Gibson, he pulled it off. He, he turned did, it around. Didn't he? 
Good boy, Gibby. Raised a good amount of money for Prostate Cancer UK, so you're still in the hot seat. Could we get a hat trick this late in the season? Oh, it would be oh. lovely, well, wouldn't it? find out uh, if they go as a second rung on the ladder uh, on Thursday. <laughs> Just uh, relieved that one's come in. Look out for it. it was, we, were yeah. under, we were all under a bit of pressure. I was thinking yeah. to myself, what am I going to do if this one doesn't come in? I might have to take the mantle on myself, <laughs> show a bit of leadership, but he's done it for us, so uh, good luck to him. Uh, another bet from him on Thursday. Damn right. Damn right. And the Scottish Cup semi-finals happened. Uh, one, well, I mean, 4-0 and 3-0. Not really uh, not really keenly contested affairs, although Aberdeen might uh, disagree. But yeah, Rangers, they got an absolute roasting from Brendan Rodgers' side. They reached the final with ease. I mean, he's loving it, old Rodgers, isn't he? They're just, yeah. they're just dicking all over their big rivals. Yeah. yeah, Tom Rogic has scored in every old firm derby this season. He's he? been uh, absolutely fantastic. Like, probably about 40 of them as well. Yeah. Did exactly. you see that one of the <laughs> national newspapers was suggesting that Brendan Rodgers is in a shortlist for the Chelsea job when Conte uh, eventually goes? I've, I've, I've I've heard he's been linked. I've heard him linked credibly with big Premier League clubs, yeah. mm. not not just Chelsea, Arsenal. Yep, yeah. I've heard, I've heard I've heard him linked with with, with many clubs. Honestly, when I have. You look at the way that people, you know, legends like Jose Mourinho, how hard he's found Manchester United. Does Brendan Rodgers' Liverpool legacy seem not as bad? <laughs> well, he did, no. he did okay. And I think, by the way, we talked about Rodgers in, in the past. I think the thing Rodgers has got going for him, of course, at a certain level, he's, he's fantastic and he knows what he's doing and he's obviously a good coach. But he's intelligent enough to not alienate other people in football. Mm. But well, he's, he's basically a chilled out entertainer. But he's not. So, yeah, but, 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 he, but the thing is, Jim, I think that actually works. That does work in football. I think there are a lot. Of, you're right, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Just dropping um, stuff. He's fuming about Rogers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, th- I wouldn't be surprised to see him go back to a Premier League, um, a, a big Premier League job in the near future. He said he wants to stay, stick around and do this, um, achieve all these things at Celtic. But he understands, with res- with respect to Scotland. It's not at the forefront. It's not in the vanguard of of, of the mm. best quality football, and so he understands yeah. his, his shelf life is going to be okay for an, a period of time. Yeah, and, and, it, and sometimes if you get too much success in a place like Scotland, people go, oh, "It's just Scotland," you know. It's but obviously it, easy. But he he could you, know, you could spin that and say he's at a club who are expected to win. Now I know you know even Ronnie Dealer won the, the title there, but actually there is a way of winning it in a in better fashion, mm. playing better. Well, football. It's about dominating. Yeah, and Rogers definitely has brought that to Celtic. But he's at a club where they are expected to win every week, and and they have a winning mentality. Enormous club with a, with a fantastic tradition, huge supportership. You know that kind of thing. There is a bit of pressure there, mm. and uh, and and so that is pretty good to have under your belt. You know, and then you can go off and try and bring that win- winning mentality to wherever. Um, sure, but you what, go. I guess what I'm trying to say, and I maybe didn't articulate myself properly, is if you're up there for too long and people just yeah, see it's business as usual, yeah. you just get forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. And and it's, it's not going to keep generating headlines. It's a shame that they've not had a good. Go at the Champions League. They've been unlucky with the a tough draws, group, yeah. But they have been, yeah. Absolutely but I mean, that's hammered. a big ask, though. It is, but Martin O'Neill, when he was there, for example, did okay in, in the Champions League. You know, I, tough groups, but getting beat six and seven, you know, yeah. is, is not what you want. But they're in the Scottish Cup final along with Motherwell, the well. Aberdeen. The Well are in the final. The Well got the, one over on the Dandies. The, <laughs> the Tick versus the Well in the final. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Celtic will win. Jim, won't they? they <laughs> Let's will. be honest. They will. They're going to do a double treble, aren't they? <laughs> a double treble. Um, so, uh, so there we are. Well done, Brendan Rogers, once again. Okay. There we are. Breath um, of fresh air. Indeed, yeah. We come towards the end of the show. Now, just a, a little notice that going for gold has been moved to Thursday's show. Mm. Yeah. To make, to make way for the following. Yeah. 
A new podcast feature. Here we go. Oh, do you need a jingle for it? Go on, Peter. New podcast feature. Excellent jingle. Um, Yes, welcome to our new feature brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it. Live the game with LG. Proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. Now, ahead of the World Cup for the next eight weeks, we will be reliving an iconic England moment every Monday. Uh, Today's has been chosen by us, but in subsequent weeks, we will be asking for nominations from you, the listeners. Starting next week, we will discuss one of those listener nominated England moments with every chosen moment being entered into a competition to win a brand new LG TV and the winner of the TV will be announced on the final show of the series on Monday the 4th of June what about Ooh. that eh? Mm. an it's... iconic England moment every Monday yeah <laughs> right up, I wonder who's at the front of doing this picture <laughs> <laughs> all Ed Spelzy are, yeah. there, are there enough England uh, moments. iconic moments <laughs> yeah. um, well tune in uh, yeah. the next eight weeks and find out yeah so for this one the first one ahead of uh, the listener chosen ones from next week onwards we have chosen Michael Owen announcing himself on the world stage England v Argentina in the second round of the World Cup 1998 oh. do you know what when I, was, when I was thinking about this I was thinking has there been anything like this since then <laughs> what do you mean like, as in, like an announce what like well, a player just, kind of announced yeah, himself on the a player that we got so we get so Wayne excited. Rooney would be the only one I suppose yeah, Wayne Rooney in 2004 it. is the only one yeah. other than that it's been it's been quite slim pickings for exciting young players ex- right. um, sort mm. of exploding onto the world scene Wayne Rooney's definitely one yeah. but Owen was was, yeah. was was absolutely incredible in that moment the ma- yeah the manner of the moment was a lot more explosive than, than Rooney's though wasn't it it was just I, I still picture his yeah. massive shirt being slightly too big for him like, it was back in the day when the shirts were big and yeah. I, I need to stop you there Jim I need to nip this in the bud because Marcus <laughs> just said the word Kieran and I think he was going to say Kieran Dyer well, I'm was not at, accepting I it. was at Wembley for that World Cup or European Championship qualifier against Luxembourg when he was playing fullback and it was pretty uh, entertaining stuff pretty yeah. entertaining stuff <laughs> Kieran Dyer at fullback I, so iconic you might say <laughs> at the risk of Marcus derailing this completely let's uh, set the scene so England v Argentina in the second round um, World Cup 98 in France yeah Owen had he had he played five minutes in the 2 0 win over Tunisia in the group, and he mm. came on for 20 minutes and scored a nice poacher's goal in the 2 1 defeat to Romania. And then hit the post he with did about a 25 yards. And, and that game actually made, made us finish second in the group, which meant we would go on to play Argentina, of course. Not he, a problem. He started the game against Colombia, which we won 2 0, but he didn't score in that. No. Um, Beckham got a nice free kick oh, in that he one, did. Didn't he? But we and drew. Darren Anderton, lest we forget. Indeed. In 1998, we, we, then, we then drew Argentina in the second round. And it was an explosive start to the game. Mm. Well, that was. I mean, we, we talked about a game earlier in the Premier League Palace versus Brighton when, when it was a hectic first half. That, four goals mm. in, in the opening, I don't know, 25 minutes or whatever. Oh, no, Argentina scored late on to. Mm. They scored right at the end of the they first did. half. They did. But four goals in the, in the first half of a, of a knockout game in, looking, in the World Cup. Looking back on that game, it feels like, even now, looking back on it, um, it feels like it went on for about five hours. It did, yeah. <laughs> and we still lost. The best, but the best that don't... moment, we still look back very fondly on. When Owen roasted the defenders but, after but, diving previously to get a penalty. Do you remember the, the batters do the penalty to start the game off the first five minutes? Seaman almost saved it. He got really, mm. really close to it and it yeah. crept in. And then obviously Shearer got a penalty penalty a few minutes later and, and made no mistake with that. There was no way that was being saved. But, but there was this feeling, if you guys remember, about Owen... Because because Argentina were pushing up and pushing up, they and you were. thought if we if we spring this lock, yeah. Owen is gonna his his pace is absolutely frightening, yeah. Yeah. and doesn't matter what level of football you're at, and we hear this over and over again. It's a bit of a cliche, but it is absolutely true. Pace will absolutely kill you, it'll yeah. frighten you, and it will make you um, worry for, to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do, and uh, directness as well. 
I think directors yeah. oh, would yeah. run towards yeah, yeah, yeah. the goal, not kind of like, oh, I'm going to do a few step-overs in the corner. I'm just, I'm going to run towards yeah. the goal now. He, he does do that, and he goes past, um, <laughs> so the ball comes across, and he goes past um, Ayala. Uh, Ayala, and sh- uh, he goes past Shamo first, and then Ayala. But if you watch it again, um, the, the little shoulder drop, yeah, the yeah. little shoulder drop before Ayala, who's an experienced defender, yeah, a yeah. good quality mm. defender. He takes it well wide. Yeah, shuffles right, finish. shoots left, I love in, that. Yeah. yeah. Superb. I what, think we, we knew at the time though this is going to be an iconic goal. That's that's what was so beautiful about it. You know, like this is this is going to be on the on the highlight reels forever. Yeah. We we want something when you're watching England at a tournament where that gets you out of your seat. It Makes gives, you believe. Gives Just you that for a moment. Minute. Gives you that moment. And he was wrong to take it off of uh, Skulls' boot to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Skulls probably gave him a talking to after that. I'd have left that for Skulls. What what do you what do you <laughs> can you remember what your your sort of um your hopes for Owen were? around that time because looking back on it of course he peaked so early in his career and demands on his body and he, he subsequently said that that you know the expectation on him and the mm. demands and the injuries because his body was still growing and he doesn't feel like he was properly looked after as a uh, as, as a young player but in that moment a star was absolutely born there oh, yeah. it doesn't matter that England went out it doesn't matter that um, the referee went into his back pocket for a red when he probably <laughs> could have gone for a yellow it looked quite harsh even looking back on it now it doesn't matter that England went out Owen was a, a star was born in Owen then mm. and you could argue that he never fully he, well he never did get to that exact level ever again no um, but do you remember at the time what your expectation was for him as a player at that moment well I thought he was going to be a world beater and, exactly. and, and he had moments I mean he went on to play for Real Madrid didn't sure. feature too regularly but still and, and other teams yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's from Man United as well. He, and, he, stu- uh, he, stu- he did stumble into the, uh, the, to the talent, <laughs> talent graveyard at that time. <laughs> the black um, and white vortex. You know, went on to score a lot of goals for England and became... A, actually, I think sometimes we're a little bit disappointed because he didn't stamp his... Uh, he, well, authority might not be the right word, but he didn't make a huge impression on a tournament, but still but went on to score more goals at tournaments uh, for England. And and also became quite a um, a regular. Well, he was a regular fixture in the side, but he was quite reliable, scoring goals in qualification and so on. Yeah. He seemed but, to he seemed to relish international football more than he relished probably because he had his best moments yeah. there. Yeah, I'd oh, say towards so. the end, he felt club. like he felt like an England player on loan to Newcastle. Oh, yeah, that's right. he, he, yeah. he would refuse to play because he had an England mm. match. <laughs> but he, he got okay. forty England goals. Yeah, yeah. quite. And that, and that's. But I'm, I'm, I mean, what I mean is the moment, the, the goals he scored are not open to question. He was a fantastic striker and, and all the rest of it, but. Oh, I thought he was going to be go on to be like our, uh, not Batistuta, but you know somebody who was going to be yeah. around. Here's, here's a hypo- thought he'd replace Shearer effectively. Mm. Yeah, it was like a changing of the guard mm. sort of thing. But here's a hypothetical for you: then Argentina, of course, played Netherlands in the quarterfinal, didn't they? That's right. Great could, game. Could you have seen? Um, could you have seen Owen having an impact on that game? I could have done, but that game, I just think Dennis Burkamp. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, not, that. let's not ruin it by thinking England might have been involved <laughs> yeah. in that yeah. game. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, look. That that was a, that was a fantastic moment. I think the moment that rang true for us when when we had to choose our one to kick everything off. We do want to hear from you for your um, for your moments because uh, what better way to experience more England moments this summer than if you aren't if you aren't travelling to Russia, of course, than with an LG OLED TV and soundbar um, to win. Uh, do email us in at competition at thefootballramble dot com and let us know your favourite England moment, and, and we'll go through ours um, over the, over the coming weeks and pick 
our favourite at the end. There we are. So that was our first and latest, if you will, uh, England moment brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it. Live the game with LG. Proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. I'm excited to see what comes up next week yeah, and the week too. after. Hey, I tell you what, I'm getting a bit of World Cup fever and I'll tell you why. Here's a quote for you, gentlemen. Who do you think says this? Ben. Is it John Josh Harvey? They call me every day. They ask me how I am doing, but we need to take one step at a time. I repeat, if I feel well and I want to, I'll be there. That's got to be um, Zatan. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Ibrahimovic on his possible participation at the World Cup. Wow. Part, part, of me, <laughs> part of me thinks that would be a real shame and a disgrace to the, to the players who've, who've yep. helped them to qualify. Yep. And the other half of me thinks, I want to see him there. <laughs> <laughs> he scored another goal um, out in, uh, in California. Yeah, he will, he goal. will do that. In MLS, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, come on. You know what I was talking about, Brendan Rodgers, just making it de rigueur to win all the time. Zlatan's not going to be. He's 36. <laughs> People are going to get bored of those headlines pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I repeat, if I feel well and if I want to, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spoken to the manager? Yeah, yeah. We, I forget who's in charge of Sweden, but do they have integrity? Yeah. Because that is that is. I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. I look forward to the open... this side beat Italy in a playoff. I, Marcus, I look forward to the really um, awkward opening team meeting when they arrive in Russia, where there are there is the, the the requisite amount of players and Zlatan, yeah. and they have to have a discussion about who goes home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the football ramble. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on Thursday, of course, with the preview show. Yeah, don't forget if you want a chance to win a new LG TV email into competition at thefootballramble.com and let us know your favourite England moment uh, we'll be selecting ours week to week and at the end of that on the 4th of June someone will win there we are say goodbye Luke goodbye say goodbye Jim Edward Campbell <laughs> goodbye say goodbye Peter see you later Marcus bye from me 